Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. And welcome to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janice Wolf. Well, as promised, we are going to be talking with a different shelter or rescue every single week. For a while, we're going to give a couple of segments to our delightful guests and their wonderful dogs who are just waiting for someone to come to their rescue. And we talk about this every week, about, you know, how so many dogs are out there, and yet people continue to breed, and they breed mixed-breed dogs. Not that we don't like mixed-breed dogs. I have a bunch of them. We use a lot of mixed-breed dogs for Merlin's kids and United Canine Professionals and SD2 for our cancer detection dogs. But for goodness sake, don't breed more mixed-breed dogs. Don't breed designer dogs because you're not breeding them for the right reason. You're breeding them for money. If you're a good, legitimate show breeder, you don't make money. Trust me, you don't make money. Don't let your husband hear that, ladies who are breeding for show. But we don't make money. We're not in it for money. But if you're breeding and you're buying a puppy at a pet store, remember, that puppy might be out of that puppy mill or that situation, but his mama and daddy are still there. And the more times we patronize pet stores and buy a mixed breed puppy or even a purebred non-show quality or non-show breeder puppy, you are encouraging people to make money at the risk of poor dogs that are not being bred properly and and have all kinds of health issues and behavioral issues and all. We've spoken about this before, but I think this is going to be a really, really exciting show for everybody because we have an amazing lady who is uh, basically, she runs a, a rescue called 11th Hour Rescue, and they actually, they save the lives of about 4,000 4,000 dogs a year with their um, wonderful, wonderful hearts, their generosity. And we're going to be talking to Kelly from 11th Hour in a little bit, and she's going to be explaining some of these dogs. And we have some special dogs who are even going to be up for adoption that we have some special offers for anybody who is going to uh, rescue one of these dogs. We're going to help you out through United Canine Professionals to get you behavioral help so that you will have the best dog in the world and that your dog will never have to go back to a shelter or rescue or worse. Well, fortunately, we have about 50 minutes today, and uh, you know me with my tirades. Well, we're going to get on a tirade today because people do not have the responsibility when they rescue a dog or they purchase a puppy to say, hey, you know what, this is my responsibility. And it brings me to that delightful story I've mentioned before about the uh, young mother who was in her late 20s and she was having her second baby. And she called me and she said, you know, I'd like to give up my dog because I'm having another baby. And I said, oh, I said, well, congratulations on having your second child. Oh, thank you, thank you. That's, That's very nice of you. And I said, well, are you going to possibly have a third child? And, well, yeah, we would like to have at least one more. And I said to her, well, are you going to give up your first baby when you have your third one? 
There was no requirement there for an answer. But you know what she said? Well, of course not. But there's something wrong with that because she is giving up her first baby when she's having her third one. That dog was a lifetime commitment. And especially when it's a dog that doesn't even have aggression or anything, or any serious behavioral issues. You, you know, I'm sorry, but there are too many divorces and there are way too many people giving up pets because they didn't have that responsibility. They didn't have that connection. They used the dog as an accessory instead of understanding that that dog is a beautiful, living, breathing creature. And one day, this dog is sitting in front of the fireplace, enjoying his life and saying, I'm so lucky. And the next day, he's dumped in a filthy shelter. Not that all shelters are filthy, but in, in, down and down south or out west. And he's got anywhere from three to seven days to live. And what was his crime? Loving, being gentle, putting up with when a kid kicks him and jumps on him and punches him? What is his reward for being loyal to his family? Being dumped somewhere basically in jail. And you know something that is so wrong on so many levels in so many ways? Well, today we, at from shelter dog to service dog, are giving you an opportunity to save the life of one of these wonderful pets who is just waiting for your help. And we have a special offer. If anybody mentions that you heard this on From Shelter Dog to Service Dog, we're going to give you a 50% off discount on any behavioral training, any behavioral work your dog or a dog you adopt could need. And it comes with a lifetime guarantee, so your dog will never have to go to a shelter. You'll have help. You can call 855-HI-WYATT and say, Hi, Wyatt, I'd like to help. I'd like to rescue a dog, and I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. I will give this dog a forever home. I won't just talk about it. I'm going to do it. So we're going to bring on our guest for today, the amazing Kelly from 11th Hour Rescue. Kelly, you're nothing short of a little hero. <laughs> Kelly, welcome to the show. Hi, Janice. Thanks for having me. Well, of course I have to have you. You're amazing. And, and it's just incredible to me when we hear about different shelters around the country. And people, I don't think, really know. When you get out of the Northeast here and you go to shelters in the Carolinas, in Georgia, in Louisiana, in Texas, and you get out of this area Everybody thinks of, oh, we have such a pretty shelter, and it has such pretty things, and all the little doggies seem so happy. Yeah, well, that's about like 1% or 2% of all the shelters. Most of these dogs really don't have that right. So, Kelly, can you tell me a little bit about some of the, without using the the names, but can you give me an idea of a couple of the shelters and tell us kind of what your dog goes through when, you know, when you dump your dog into a shelter? What happens to him? Where does he go? What does he think? Sure, absolutely. Well, um, first I want to say we were founded by an amazing woman, Linda Schiller, years ago, and she's awesome. And she decided that um, we wanted we were going to take dogs right from death row because, you know, the, there are dogs exactly like you said who are dying. They have days. If you're an owner surrender, you're put down even before a stray. So she, any 
we do a lot in the South. We do from New, we pull from New York, New Jersey, owner surrenders. But what we'll do is we'll pull a dog from the South. So we'll call the shelter and we'll say, um, we're interested in this dog. What's this dog like? A, B, and C. And then we get the dog into a foster home, and the dog is quarantined for 14 days. We get it fully vetted, and then it gets on a transport, so it has its health certificate and everything like that, and it comes up. And we do our best to have a home or a foster home waiting, but if not, it resides at our kennel, and they're they're eating pretty well at our kennel, so I don't feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's not the problem. When By the time they get to you... They've already uh, they've already gotten the pearly gates and the pearly gates opened and and are doing pretty well by them. But we're going to talk in the next segment a little bit more about what the dog goes through um, when the dog like what does the dog think he was by in your room sleeping on your bed one day what does he go through and I'm going to explain that and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the dogs that are out there that you can personally help rescue. So. Stay tuned. We will be right back with From Shelter Dog to Service Dog. Share the amazing stories of shelter dogs whose lives are changed by changing others. Share the amazing stories of shelter dogs whose lives are changed by changing others. And welcome back to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janice Wolf. Well, today we are talking with Kelly from 11th Hour Rescue, and uh, she's a pretty amazing young lady. Um, first, we're going to talk a little bit about, from a behavioral standpoint, what does your dog or a dog go through when you abandon it, either as a stray or you surrender it to the shelter. Well, think about everything you love. Think about living in your home. Think about having all the things that you love, your comfortable, your bed, your pillow, your little things, your little notepaper, your little jewelry, all the beautiful things that have memories to you, that when you look through your house and you see the beautiful house, and you see, oh, I, I love laying with my, you know, my little sister. I love laying with the kitty over by the fire. I love looking out the window. I love playing with my neighbor. And now imagine, in a brief moment, you go for a little drive, and you think, oh, great, we're going to go over to get toys. Because I know we always get in the car, either if we go to the veterinarian or if I go to the groomer. Oh, I love the groomer. So you don't know where you're going because you're a dog. And you get to this place that you've never been, and you walk in, and your parents leave, and it's loud, and it smells, and it's scary, and there are people who you don't know who are shuffling you around, bumping into you, and then they throw you into a dark cage with wire all around it, no bed no fireplace, no friends, nothing you knew. And every day, every moment, all you want to do is get out of there and get back to your home with the people who love you. Well, maybe those people didn't love you enough. That's what your life would be. Imagine having a horrible fire in your home and having to move to another country so you have nothing. You're terrified. You feel lost. You don't have anybody with you. You don't know if the people you love are alive or dead. You don't know if you're going to be alive or dead. 
and it's loud and you can't sleep. And instead of your nice yummy food that you're used to having in your pretty special pink bowl, no, you don't have that pink bowl anymore. You just have a little metal tray and it doesn't have your special food in it. So you don't eat it because you wait. Surely my parents will come back. They love me and I love them and I protect them and I take care of them and I kiss them every morning and I take my owner to the bus stop so he can go to school every day and I protect him and I've given my life and I know I've done a good job. So certainly they'll come back for me. Well, they don't. That's what your dog is going through when you dump it into a shelter. And I'm sorry, the word rehome is for the humans. Rehome means I don't want to feel bad about it, so I'm just going to say rehoming instead of dumping, relinquishing, knowing my dog is going to be dead within a week because nobody's going to take your dog unless Kelly and 11th Hour or some of these other great rescues around the country happen to choose your dog. And wait before you think about it. If your dog is fearful of other people or has ever nipped or is it all dominant, what do you think? He's going to get su- suddenly get better? He's going to not be afraid? And he's going to bite somebody or he's going to growl at somebody and they're going to say, oh, he's dead. Euthanize that one. He's aggressive. So you might as well just euthanize your dog if you're going to dump it in a shelter. So that's this way, at least it's on you. Don't think that somebody is going to take your problem dog. And that's why we at United Canine Professionals, we really have a responsibility. Once we work, once any of our people, and now it's up to like seven countries, including Mexico, uh, France, Bulgaria, and now England coming on, um, Australia, where else? We have France, I'm trying to think, a couple of other countries, and Canada, or anywhere in one of 38 states in the United States. Once we work with your dog, you won't have to give your dog up. Your dog will never have to go through that because somebody will take your dog if you need to get rid of him for a legitimate reason. And you won't have to get rid of your dog in the first place. But hopefully, and just pray really hard, that if you don't have that responsibility and that love and loyalty to your dog, pray that Kelly and her people at 11th Hour find your dog and give it the home that you should have given it. Kelly, welcome back to the show. Let's Hi, talk a little oh, thanks. Let's talk a little bit, sweetie, about about some of the dogs that you have um and and maybe a little bit about the stories, where they came from and you know, with like a state they came from and any special things and let's let's get some of these dogs adopted by our wonderful viewers and listeners. Awesome. Thanks so much. Well, we see, first of all, I just want to say that description you just gave of what a shelter dog goes through, they should play that at the door of every shelter as they have to give their dog up. I mean, wow. <laughs> so, um, we, you know, we see dogs from all walks of life. We see dogs that are tied to park benches in hailstorms. We see dogs that, exactly like you said, unfortunately, more often than not, their family that they've loved for years drops them off. We have a dog currently, his name is Noble, and he's from Georgia. And he's a hound mix. He's two years old. He is such a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a nice dog. He likes other dogs. He likes children. And his family, what they told the shelter was that they were moving and they just couldn't take him. I don't know about you, but I know of many places that you can take a dog. 
So, well, I wouldn't move to the place that I couldn't take my dog. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I agree. So, you know, and then we got him. Like you said, he was one of the lucky ones. I mean, it's heartbreaking that we can't choose them all. And he's up here, and he's waiting his for, for his forever home, and he's a great dog. I would love for somebody to pick him up. Well, Kelly, and, if somebody wants – let's say they – because we're going to post pictures not only on the United Canine Professionals website – uh, but we're also going to put them on our Facebook for Merlin's kids. And everybody knows we don't put dogs on, but these are specially chosen dogs that we have discussed and that are suitable for children. And, again, if you adopt Noble or any of the dogs we talk about from 11th Hour, we give 50% off not only on behavioral help, but also some of these dogs like Noble might be a great service dog for your special needs child, and we will put you through those training classes with Noble, 50% less, which is very, very affordable, and your dog will be certified, so Noble can be a fully certified service dog when he completes the program. So you can not only save Noble, you can actually have him as a service dog for yourself if you have PTSD or you have a medical condition or if you have a child with special needs. So, you know, let's let's get this uh, phone going here, 855-HI-WYATT, or Kelly, what is your website? Give us your website and the some of the uh, contact phone numbers so that people can call in. It's www.ehrdogs.org, and um, if you want to call our main line, it's 973-664-0865. You can leave a message, and all the voicemails, go to me. So it'll be me or somebody else who's almost as awesome as me that will call you back. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you about any questions you have or anything like that. We, we try to be, you know, available all the time. So Awesome. So Noble is a really good dog, and he's not a real big problem dog. He's he's already a good dog. So if, if the, all those people who are listening who are waiting for a service dog and you know what service dogs cost if you don't get them from Merlin's kids. You know you're you're paying thirty grand for a dog, and it's probably not going to be half as good as Noble. Definitely give Kelly a call or give us a call or check us out or Kelly on the websites. And we're going to be back talking about another wonderful dog up for adoption in a few minutes. So stay tuned. Share the incredible process of shelter dogs whose lives are saved and are saving the lives of special needs children. As a dog owner, you know that dogs can eat just about anything. But when food becomes a health troublemaker, or your animal has been on antibiotics or heavy meds, or GI issues set in, your animal's gut may be out of balance and needs Goo Gut Rescue. Goo Gut Rescue is 100% natural and veterinarian prebiotic and probiotic formulated to rescue your animal's gut from bad bug dominance. Remember, your dog's total health begins with gut health. Don't delay. Visit GooGutRescue.com. Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog. And welcome back to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janice Wolf. And we are talking today with Kelly from 11th Hour Rescue, who was just telling us about an awesome dog named Noble. He's beautiful. He's a gorgeous, as Kelly and I were discussing, he has a beautiful body. So 
anybody who's into bodies, bodybuilders or runners, joggers, we've got the dog for you. Definitely call and ask for Noble. Um, so, Kelly, tell us about another dog who uh, might also be a good dog, good candidate for a nice family. Oh, Penny. Penny, definitely. Penny is so cute. She's a little 35-pound baby. She's a year old, and she's, I mean, we have her listed as a shepherd, Sheba Inu mix, but she, I mean, she's just a mutt, really, no matter how you slice it. And um, she is so sweet, and she's small because she's only 35 pounds. Well, in my world, she's small. She's only 35 pounds. In our pounds. world, she's small. <laughs> okay, right. You too. Yes, you as well. And um, she is so sweet. Same way, loves, loves dogs loves kids. She's she's just a baby doll, and she's waiting for a home. And I, I know that her and Noble would make great service dogs. They're just, they're just happy all the time. And sometimes they get passed over because, you know, they're not, they don't necessarily look l- very strongly like one specific breed or anything like that. They're, ju- they're just sort of mutts, you know? So well, I have a wonderful mutt named Lexi who we don't know what she is. She's 22 pounds. She's probably got some Manchester or Minpin or Chihuahua or Puggle or Little Ridgeback because she has a ridge on, on the back of her neck instead of her back. So we call her our little Rhodesian ridge neck. It's kind of like a Rhodesian redneck. Um, but, you know, if you ask me what Lexi is, and I'm real good at figuring out what dogs <laughs> are, she's just Lexi. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes it's kind of neat to have a dog that doesn't look like every other dog out there. Like, oh, you've got a boxer, you've got a pit bull, you've got a shepherd. How about, wow, that's a really cool dog because then it's really fun to make up what breed they are. Call them a Portuguese Wundhund, <laughs> and they'll go, wow, I've never seen one. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're very rare. Wow, yeah, that's cool. What a pretty dog. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like an American saying, oh, well, I'm an American and I'm Russian, or I'm an American, Polish, and uh, German. Who cares? You're American. She's a dog. She's a great dog. And the whole thing is temperament. When you have a dog around your family, the most important thing is to have a dog who fits into your lifestyle instead of you changing your life to live your life around the dog's behavior. So, Penny is what about thirty pounds? What color is she? I'm assuming she's like black and red, or yeah, she's like a she's like a little she's black brown. I mean, she's not brindle, but she's those colors. You know what I mean? So she's she. I mean, she almost looks like a like a marble countertop. How pretty she is! Like her, Ooh. she just has like this. She has this bizarre look, and she. I mean, I think she's beautiful. So awesome. How long is her hair? It's short. It's short. She has short hair, so she wouldn't. Do I mean I'm not concerned about those things, but if you're a person who's concerned about shedding, she probably won't be much of an issue, you know. Awesome. So that's Penny, and she's a young dog with a great temperament. Again, we could train her through Merlin's Kids and United Canine Professionals to be a service dog. Um, some of the dogs that we're featuring are pretty much no-brainers. So what happens is if you're looking for a service dog and you're on our list, or if you're just out there trying to train your own and you need a great dog to start with, you can contact 11th Hour Rescue. They are an approved partner on Wyatt's list. So actually, if you get a dog through them, you get a 50% discount. So, you know, on anything we do with United Canine Professionals or Merlin's, gets 50%. That's pretty awesome. That's like getting 
you know, a, a brand new $20,000 car for $10,000. I would do that. So it's really important um, that, you know, you, you rescue these great dogs. You don't need to go buy one. And this coming from a breeder, but if you want a puppy and you want a purebred puppy, then great. And I'm your girl. But everybody, if you don't really care, and like I've got so many of my rescues who are purebred and several who are not, who cares? They don't know they're purebred. They what they think they run around all day long. And Wyatt says, yeah, but my mother won at Westminster, and I was number two in the country last year. And and Lexi says, well, I don't care because I have a mohawk, so I got I trump you. <laughs> it's really about making sure that we get all these dogs rescued, but not just taking them because it's a whim. Take them because you're going to have 10 or 15 joyous years. Will you have to give some things up? Yeah. So you get a dog walker if if you're going to be gone for more than a few hours or you're going to be gone eight hours for the day. So big deal. So don't drink a beer that Friday night. It'll pay for your dog walker. Just But get out there and help us to prevent the senseless euthanasia of 4 million dogs every single year because people just give them up or people who don't responsibly breed or people who just think that they want to show their children the joy of birth. That's my favorite. I wanted my kids, I have a a new client who I almost didn't take because he said to me, well, I have a shepherd Roddy mix. He's the best dog in the world and he's having behavioral issues. I said, well, when did you get him neutered? How long ago? He goes, oh, I didn't get him neutered. He still, you know, got everything he was born with. I might want to breed him. And I just stopped and I said, wait, you have a mixed breed dog that has behavioral issues and that's why you're calling me and you want to make more now more mixed, mixed, mixed breed dogs with more behavioral issues? Why don't we get him neutered? And I said, you know what? You can even freeze his sperm and if you decide when you're 70 years old you want to have this best dog in the world back, you can clone him. You'll have the exact same one. You know what? He decided he's not going to breed his dog. He's going to get his dog neutered. That's what we need to do is to talk to people and explain to them what happens to 4 million dogs a year. And, Kelly, you and I were just talking about something, and I know my show can get very, very, uh, well, blunt. Mm-hmm. Um, tell people, dogs in North Carolina, and certain other, I think there's, what, still 13 states or so that still have gas chambers for dogs? Yes, yes. What do you, what, tell everybody, I mean, without, you know, there might be some kids there, and if and you might want, if you have a child and you're listening right now, you might want to put your child uh, in the other room. But we're going to tell you a little bit, just for a minute, about what your dog goes through when he's euthanized in a gas chamber. Go ahead, Kelly. Um, well, when they put your dog in a gas chamber... They, they load up a whole group of them together. So they just take all these dogs, whether they get along or not, they put them right in the gas chamber, and it's exactly what you would think. They start pumping it full of lethal gas. And it can take over five minutes for the dog to die. It suffers. It just suffers. And every once in a while, unfortunately, the dog doesn't die the first round. So they do it again. We have a dog that a few years back, Daniel the Beagle, you might have heard about him, he just kept living. So finally they took him out of the gas chamber. I mean, 
that's the reality of it, Janice. It's it's that disgusting. Yeah, and I've seen that. You know what was the most horrifying thing to me, Kelly, was the fact that a veterinarian created the gas chamber and that the front is glass so you can see the torture. You can actually look in and watch these dogs just hacking and urinating and defecating all over each other and, and just throwing up and just foaming at the mouth and you see their eyes. What sick person could create that? My God, what is wrong with us? Is this like Hitler all over again? All right, we're going to be back with some less gruesome things in a moment, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Share the amazing stories of shelter dogs whose lives are changed by changing others. Attention all pet lovers. Do you love your furry pet? Well, I want to introduce to you Paws and Silk. The first all-natural silk-filled pet bedding and apparel line that helps improve your pet's overall health and wellness. Paws and Silk is made using luxurious long-stranded silk and all-natural breathable cotton. Each product will help keep your pet cool and comfortable all year long. Paws and Silk pet beds and coats will also work as a barrier against dust mites and other allergens. Not only are they fashionable, but they also don't take on your pet's odor. Better yet, they're even machine washable. So folks, here's what I want you to do. Visit Paws and Silk website at pawsandsilk.com to learn more about Paws and Silk and their incredible products. That's P-A-W-S-N-S-I-L-K.com. You can buy directly from the site, and they even ship all over North America. How easy is that? For more information, go to pawsandsilk.com or call their toll-free number 877-678-7455. Does your dog have muddy, dirty paws? Well, here's your answer. The Paw Wash cleans dog's paws fast and easy. Just insert your dog's paw and leg into the device and pump up and down. The Paw Wash's unique hourglass design creates a suction of power that pulls that dirt, mud, sand, or salt off the paw and leg, and it stays in the device. You can clean all four paws in a little over a minute with just one fill. For retail or online sales, go to www.thepawwash.com. That's www.thepawwash.com. Share the incredible process of shelter dogs whose lives are saved and are saving the lives of special needs children. And welcome back to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janice Wolf. Well, we're kind of getting uh, on a tirade, on a rant, because we are tired of having 4 million dead dogs every single year. Because people, well, there you go. There's the end of the conversation. People. People don't have the responsibility to take care of these dogs that they've committed their, their promises to. And it's, you know, it's, I think it's even worse, Kelly, when we're dealing with animals. Because, you know, if someone cheats on their spouse or their significant other, you're hurting a human. Humans can handle things. But the dogs, I mean, dogs don't think like we do. They just want to give us love. They want to protect us. Even the most aggressive dog I've ever done was protecting its family. So the dog is doing a job because it loves us. And we reward it by letting it basically go into a gas chamber and have the most disgusting, horrible, painful, scary death you could ever give to the worst murderer 
and pedophile and child rapist. And we do this to our best friends who've been loyal to us. What is wrong with us as a society? That's why we're trying to change things. That's why rescues like Kelly's at 11th Hour, we are all out there trying to help save dogs and to educate people. Don't go to pet stores. Don't get dogs when you're not going to be able to be responsible for them. And for goodness sake, please spay and neuter your dogs if they are not grand champion show dogs. We Even some of the show dogs out there don't have perfect temperaments, but at least we know that people are being responsible. Heck, I just spent $1,200 running another retest on Wyatt for his hips, elbows, thyroid, bare surf, all his genetic testing. And I've already done that. We spend a lot of money to make sure that we have the best dogs, not just the most beautiful and best confirmationally, but confirmation means that you won't have a dog with hip dysplasia. You won't have a dog with patella subluxation. You won't have a dog with a bad temperament because if the dog has a bad temperament, it's going to bite a judge and it's not going to ever procreate. So we do have controls when we're doing this as real good legitimate breeders. But if you're breeding to make money, if you're making money from breeding dogs, you're not doing it right. You're not doing something. You may be giving the dog shots yourself. You may be clipping dew claws with a nail clipper, but you're not doing something right because I know, and I've been breeding for 29 years, I've been breeding Ridgebacks. I have yet to have a year that I make money. And that's fine. I like it that way. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it to make the most beautiful, healthy, long-living, beautiful, wonderful temperaments, great with kids, great with other animals, dogs that I can have out there. So I don't really care if I make money because any legitimate breeder you'll see, we all have jobs. I'm, I do other things to be able to pay for the money I'm going to lose by breeding. I don't make money. Even if I have a big litter, there's another year I didn't have any puppies or that I had a special needs puppy that cost me $42,000 like I did when, when I adopted Trooper. Spent $42,000 on a little puppy I adopted at three days of age. I still have them. $42,000. That's a lot of puppies I'd have to sell to make up for that one. But that's not why I did it. So we're going to come back to Kelly. And Kelly, we're going to talk. We, we talked a, a little bit about uh, Penny and we talked a little bit about, um, oh, my gosh, now my Noble. brain just, the first Noble. dog. What do we say? The Noble. First? His name is Noble. Oh, Noble. Yeah. That's right. Noble. Tell us about maybe um, a senior dog. Are there any older dogs or special needs dogs that would be kind of good dogs for somebody who's got a little bit extra oh, in their absolutely. heart? Oh, absolutely. We have Trooper. He's a great dog. He has three legs, and he he doesn't know it. And um, he's great. He's a younger dog. He's a lab mix, and um, he's small. He's only like 40 pounds. And then we have, um, uh, we just took Psyche. She got her, one of her legs caught in a trap and chewed it off. She chewed the bottom of her leg off. So we paid all this money to have her leg removed. And um, she's great. Once again, she doesn't know that she is missing a leg. She's loving life. So tell us a little bit more about Psyche. What does she look like? What oh, color she's is beautiful. she? She's like a she's a black flat coated retriever. She's so beautiful. 
She's oh, like, have great temperaments too. Yeah. Oh my God, she's so sweet. She loves. She loves all dogs. She's mad. She's just a baby doll. She's a really great dog. And she. And when we got her, it was like right after she had lost that leg. So we, you know, we babied her a little bit, but she didn't even need it. She didn't want it. She was like. You know, what do you mean I don't have another leg? I don't get it. <laughs> well, you know something that as you're saying this, you know how many wounded combat veterans we have? And you know how many children's hospitals where children have cancers and are amputees or paraplegics? Let's let's challenge somebody who knows somebody at a hospital or a veteran's administration or a veteran because just the fact that the dog has three legs makes it not worse as a service dog, I'll bet you these dogs could very easily be service dogs because people will relate to them. If you'd like to have a dog to become a therapy dog and go through our training with United Canine Professionals and Merlin's kids, you could put a nice three-legged dog in for motivational speaking, teaching people, hey, watch her pick the balls up, watch her run. She can do it, so can you. So let's do that. Let's for Psyche and for Trooper. And by the way, my autistic dog that I was just telling you about is also named Trooper. Aww. That is, yeah, and he's my Troopy. He's just special. So for Psyche and Trooper, you can run them through our training courses, 50% off. You can turn these dogs into therapy dogs, and they can go and they can visit hospitals and nursing homes and children and veterans and give them the motivation to know that they, too, can rise above their injuries. So tell us a little more about Trooper. What color is he, and he's what's black. his temperament? He's great. He's in foster right now with five other dogs. Well, and he's good with he, dogs. We know yeah, that. And he and there's a cat there, too, and he's good and with cat. the cat. Yep. <laughs> and um, he's sweet. He loves everybody. Um, he... Is he's a great dog. We got him um, from the south. We pull. We have like a monthly transport that comes from the south that we take once a month. It's like between eighteen and twenty dogs, and he was one of them. And he's he's awesome. He's fantastic. So, so what kind of person lovely. would he be good with then? I mean, he can live with kids. He can live with a single guy. He can live with a couple. He can live with a he can live with a senior because he doesn't. He runs, but he doesn't need too much exercise. You know what I mean? Um, he, I mean, I mean, honestly, Janice, he's a no-brainer. He can, he can really live with anyone. He can right. live with a crazy cat lady. He likes cats. <laughs> <laughs> and he and Psyche. So if you're interested in Trooper or Psyche, people, fifty percent off. We'll turn them into a therapy dog that you can visit and you can find a purpose. Like we talk about dogs needing a purpose. I would say these two dogs and they're both young, I think their purpose is to go out and help people to get through tough times. And who knows, you just may be the one to help that dog. You can check us out on MerlinsKids.org or United Canine, the letter K, number 9, Professionals.com. And you can call us at 855-HI-WYATT, and we'll give you the details. And you can also contact 11th Hour Rescue, we're going to give you that number again, and we're going to ask, please, Kelly, stay tuned. Stay with us for our last segment on From Shelter Dog to Service Dog. We'll be right back. Learn how to teach your dog how to be a service dog.
Does your dog have muddy, dirty paws? Well, here's your answer. The paw wash cleans dog's paws fast and easy. Just insert your dog's paw and leg into the device and pump up and down. The paw wash's unique hourglass design creates a suction of power that pulls that dirt, mud, sand or salt off the paw and leg and it stays in the device. You can clean all four paws in a little over a minute with just one fill. For retail or online sales, go to www.thepawwash.com. That's www.thepawwash.com. For your dogs, running beside your bike is more rewarding canine exercise than any walk. It's also more dangerous. Until now, introducing the amazingly stable Bike Toe Leash, the only safe dog biking attachment approved by the American Pet Association. The Bike Toe Leash installs in seconds on bikes, trikes, power chairs, and mobility scooters. No tools needed, and dogs learn it immediately. With a Bike Toe Leash, both dogs and rider can enjoy fun recreation anywhere, no matter what your ability level. To learn more and order your Bike Toe Leash, visit BikeToeLeash.com. That's BikeToeLeash.com. Bike Toe Leashes are made in the USA and ship worldwide. That website again is B-I-K-E-T-O-W-L-E-A-S-H.com. Share the incredible process of shelter dogs whose lives are saved and are saving the lives of special needs children. And welcome back to From Shelter Dog to Service Dog with Janice Wolf. Well, we've got a lot that we're talking about today, saving lives, saving dogs that were thrown away by people who didn't honor their commitment to these beautiful animals. And these animals are just the best dogs in the world. We've got to help them. Tell your friends to tune into From Shelter Dog to Service Dog at 7 p.m. Eastern Time every Tuesday night. And if uh, you are really can't get enough of me, we have our Friday night show, For the Love of Dog. That's also 7 p.m. on Friday, Eastern Standard Time. And, uh, you know, we're going to help you to train your dog to rehabilitate any behavioral issues so you won't need to give your dog up to a shelter or rescue. You know, we're talking with Kelly from 11th Hour Rescue. And it's funny, before we talk about the last few dogs that we're going to discuss for today, I was we, Kelly and I were talking, a, oh, I guess about a month or two ago, and um, one of Kelly's dogs wasn't really moving real well, and she had him on all kinds of supplements and all. And I always tell everybody about the NuVet vitamins, um, N-U-V-E-T, NuVet.com, and the new joint supplements. And I just love getting stories in because I don't often recommend products. There's only one food I use that I recommend and only one supplement I recommend. I don't recommend veterinarians. I don't recommend farriers, you know, blacksmiths. I don't recommend people because then you're judged by who you recommend. And if somebody else has a bad experience, now all of a sudden, you know, you're kind of judged by that. So I don't purposely do that. I just don't do it. Well, Kelly was telling me, I turned her on to uh, the NuVet and NuJoint, um, and anybody who wants to get that, that NuVet and NuJoint, because we, we do get people who are kind of writing in viewer emails, um, it's uh, N-U-V-E-T dot com, and uh, you might need the code. There's a code uh, 86686, and then that entitles you to get uh, 15% off for auto ship. So, you, you know, for me, when I have, you know, 28 dogs uh, plus all of our rescues, yeah, that's 15% like five extra dogs a day. That, that's a big help to me. 
But Kelly, can you just real quick tell that little story you and I were talking about with your uh, with your one dog? Sure, I'd be happy to talk about the product because I'm obsessed with it. Um, uh, so my BB, I got my BB. She's a Staffordshire Terrier. I'm a bully breed person. Not for everybody. I'm totally okay with that. Um, and she was a breeder dog. She spent a lot of time in, in a crate. And her hips aren't great. And she goes out, and she wants to go out. She wants to go on a little walk, but she stops after a little while. And she's like, no, thanks. I'd rather be on the sofa. So when I was talking to you maybe a month or two ago and you told me about them, I'm like, well, I'll just give it a shot. Like, really, what do I have to lose? <laughs> Within two weeks, I swear to you, it actually, I think it was more than a week, this dog was running around my backyard. I can't get her inside. It's cold out, Janice. I don't want her to be outside. I can't get her inside. She won't come in running up and down, back and forth. I- I've never seen her so happy. Like, I could cry just thinking about truly what a difference that product made in her life. Wow. And that's great to hear. I just love to hear it because I use it and... You know, and actually a lot of the people, about half the people at the company actually use the product for themselves too. But, you know, one of the cool things is, and I think maybe um, something that is important, is a lot of times dogs with health or physical issues wind up with behavioral issues. And if you've got a dog who's cranky because it doesn't, you know, feel well, it's got a bad hip, it's got a bad shoulder, it's got a kink in its neck, it's just not feeling well, it's lethargic, you know, they're not going to be as well-behaved because they don't feel well. It's like, you know, listen, ladies, when you get your period, gentlemen, when your wife or girlfriend gets her period, uh, I mean, seriously, do I have to mention any more? Well, if you feel well, you behave well. And we at United Canine Professionals and at Merlin's Kids really believe, and and rightfully so, that when dogs feel well, they perform well and they behave well. So when your um, staffy is now feeling better and running around, she's also going to be less likely to react because she's not in pain. Sometimes we have to realize that when we have a dog, and of course the dog or the pet can't express itself, and say, hey, my hip hurts, I don't want you to push me or lean on me. Or, you know, please leave me alone, my ears have an infection, and, you know, I'm in pain, don't push me, don't make me bite you. Because remember, we have our voice, we can talk and say, hey, please leave me alone, I don't feel well. A dog can't do that. So when your dog feels better, because you've got them on no corn, wheat, soy, BHA, BHT byproducts, propylene glycol, all that junk, and you've got them on a high-quality supplement like NuVet, N-U-V-E-T, you know, your dog feels better. And if he feels better, he's going to behave better. So, um, Kelly, we've got a couple more dogs that we definitely want to talk about. Um, Who else should we be thinking about? Maybe some dogs who might be a little tougher to place? Okay, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. We do have, well, we have Corky. And he's a shepherd mix, and he's three years old. And he, I just want to start out by saying he has a bite history. He's bitten twice, and it's um, behavior that we've never witnessed as volunteers. But he's been once he was placed in the first home, he came, he was awesome, he was perfect, he got along with everything. He was placed in the first home, and he bit over a cupcake. So we said, okay, well now we're going to take him back, and he can only go with adults. You know what I mean? So we placed him in the second home, same time period, maybe six months into being into the home. The person um, who owns him went up to say hi to him like she does all the time, and um, he nipped at her. 
and we've taken him to the vet. Nothing's wrong with him. So I, I guess he would just need, you know, he would really benefit actually from somebody going to adopting him and going to you. Because well, and the fifty percent off discount. Anybody, remember, anybody, even if it's not a dog highlighted on the show, you adopt a dog through Eleventh Hour Rescue. Any of our people all over the country and around the world, we will give you a fifty percent off discount, which is huge and a lifetime guarantee. So please help Eleventh Hour to save more dogs, and we will help you on that road. So, so where would we maybe where would we be looking for a, uh, an owner, a nice home for him? Um, I'd say uh, maybe a single guy or a no, nobody really who plans on having children or um, whose children are grown and you know there won't be grandchildren or the grandchildren won't come over. I mean, obviously because now we have to worry about everybody in the home. You know what I mean? But I have to tell you, we've had him for a really long time, and those are the only two times it's happened none of us have ever witnessed it and if you didn't weren't armed with that information you would you would think this dog was perfect that's why it's sort of confusing to us and I feel really bad for him but I would never place a human being in danger you know so well you know what I'm going to go and see this dog personally and I'll evaluate him and I'll work with whoever adopts this dog myself personally um 50% off what we normally charge so let's get this dog adopted. What's his name? Corky. That's so amazing Corky. of you. Thank you so much. Well, we got to help him. He's a good dog. He's just misunderstood, and he probably has some nutritional issues that are at the basis of it. Um, all right, so we got Corky. Give me another one. You got one more we can do quickly? Uh, yeah, I have Sissy. She's a lab mix. When we got her, her mange was so bad she had no fur. She was bleeding. She had sores. She was horrible. And now her she has this beautiful plush fur coat, but she's... She's terrified of strangers. She's never bitten anybody, but I, I know that if you pushed her, she would. So Well, we can fix that, too. Uh, United Canine Professionals is another one, 50% off if you adopt Sissy. And you know what's great about I specialize in fear and fear aggression, although I do everything. The best thing is seeing a dog like Sissy and then seeing her six months later when she's playing and happy and welcoming people into the house. And I guarantee you that that will be that dog. She will be the best dog in the world for you, and she will be trustworthy with strangers. But she's going to need somebody who's devoted to her and not going to give up on her. All right? There's no bite history. She's just fearful, and we can help her. So help us to help her. And help 11th Hour Rescue. Kelly, give us your contact information again. And please, sure, you if you're thinking on. of you know, rescuing, go to 11th Hour. And if you're thinking you got a couple $10 in your pocket you want to give to either Merlin's kids or to 11th Hour Rescue, they're one of our partners. So support them, please. So um, how can they get in touch with you, Kelly? Our website is www.ehrdogs.org. And our phone number is 973 six six four zero eight six five and um anyone can feel free to eat to email me at ehr applications at gmail dot com. All right. Sounds great. And Kelly will definitely have you on, on a future episode of From Shelter Dog to Service Dog. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you on Friday. Share the amazing stories of shelter dogs whose lives are changed by changing others.